0: Hey guys, I'm Claire. And I'm Cherry. And this is Dialogy Dialogy Deep Dive. Dive. Um, Today we're back at it for episode (laughs) two with some bangers. (laughs) We're going to be talking about five different areas of online debating and how you can improve your experience with online tournaments um, based on our experience. So if you guys have been attending tournaments, they've almost definitely been online. And it's an interesting experience, especially if you haven't been to in-person tournaments Mm -hmm. already to start out online so we want to help you out there and we're just going to get right into it
1: mm-hmm. so let's start with the okay well we first have five main factors that we're going to talk about first just zoom Ooh, sign technical posting. yes signposting learn kiddos <laughs> um first zoom technical problems just like what to do with them what happens when you have wi-fi problems um second debating wait third Third. (laughs) Never Um, mind.
0: Don't
1: (laughs) learn from her signposting. Yes, ma'am. Third, about whether or not you should debate with your team in like in person or in a person's house. Um, Fourth, dress attire. And lastly, and most importantly, integrity of online
0: (laughs) debating. So let's start with the first one, just Zoom technical problems. Right. So with anything online, there are many concerns. But especially when you're in a setting in which like hundreds of people are on one call, videos on, mics on or off, like all of the like crazy things. Um, And there are a whole host of problems that come with it. So firstly, there's like you dropping out mid Mm. speech or mid someone else's speech. Like what do you do then? Or you not getting allocated to a room. Or you not um, being muted, like all, uh, uh, a whole host of things, right? So I'm not trying to shade on you guys, but we've been to some of the tournaments that you've been to, and it seems that our online etiquette <laughs> might need some improvement. Yeah. So we, we just want to walk you through a little bit, like what I think the conventions are for Mm -hmm. what to do when you find yourself in these situations so if you find yourself in the middle of a speech or in the middle of someone else's speech and you drop out what i think you should do is you should text your partners as soon as possible text them and say i dropped out of the call and as the partner on the receiving end of this what you should do is you should either call them just like on wechat so that they're able to hear the speech through your phone Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um or if or like if it's your own speech um the judge will definitely notice that you dropped so just as the partner you can say they're trying to get it back in the call right now please give us a moment thank you so much and you can um or if it's someone else's speech you can just try to flow the speech in your chat so that they're able to see what's going on i think the most important thing here is a not to freak out (laughs) just you can be chill. It happens, right? All the judges are pretty, like, um, on board with it. They understand. And be to be helpful as the partner. Don't just be like, oh, no. And, <laughs> like, leave them not to. Like, be... see ya. <laughs> like, you're deputy and you can't hear the LO speech. Like, too bad. <laughs> oh, no, what a shame. Like, help them out. Um, and that's my advice on, like, when you drop out.
1: Yeah. I think that it's also really important to read the instructions of the tournament before you like a few days beforehand like for all of the competitions or online competitions that i went to there has been extremely detailed instructions of what zoom version that you should upgrade to um what happens if like a speaker drops out like naming conventions yeah naming conventions like what happens if your judge drops out of the room like do you wait or do you keep going um So if you're ever approaching an online tournament, be sure to read the instructions first because that's usually able to answer a lot of the problems that might occur in the debate and there's Mm -hmm. a reason why there are pre-existing instructions that are given to you beforehand and like before you go into the tournament
0: and a lot of this stuff will be covered in like a technical briefing too but those are so hard to sit through yeah you get bored it's like first thing in the morning and you're just listening to people talk
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if you've read it you feel a little less guilty by not <laughs> paying attention and you won't find yourself in a pickle so i think it yeah. is a good thing to just scroll through the slides that they send you real fast mm-hmm. if you oh. can't get allocated oh yeah usually there is it's not just your problem mm-hmm. hold on a couple minutes have your if your other team is if your teammates are in the call already in the room that they need to be in you can ask them to ask the judge to hold on for a second like your member's not here or something Mm -hmm. like that but again don't freak out and like i would suggest you kind of just peep the surroundings like see what's happening in the in the main room if Mm -hmm. like it's a problem other people are having too um yeah just
1: like i think what's really important is that just like try to refrain from hammering the digital directors about, like, hey, I can't get to my room. Um, I need to be allocated. Um, because I'm pretty sure, like, in those type of situations, there's probably 50 teams that are having the same problem. Mm-hmm. So just kind of consider the fact that the digital director is probably getting really stressed. So, like, just try to be patient. Try to wait it out for a few minutes before you try to, like, really contact the directors. Usually it's just, like, a delay in the system Mm -hmm. so you should just like wait or maybe contact the coach that brought you to the tournament first before you choose to do anything bold (laughs) (laughs) not bold but like before you choose to contact or like pressure like authorities of the competition moving on to the second aspect of wi-fi this is super important and can contribute to a lot of technical problems um for wi-fi i think that You should definitely try to go on Zoom a day before the tournament actually starts. So you know if your Wi-Fi is working, if you need to change a room, or if you need to go to your partner's house who has better Wi-Fi than you. It's also really important for you to contact your coach if you know that your wi-fi is not very stable from previous experiences because your coach and also just your partners are able to make better preparations and your coach might like even choose to add in another person in your team to replace you just in case it happens in the competition or else your team just might not be able to debate in a lot of the rounds if you constantly are dropping out and coming back in etc.
0: If you have really bad wi-fi you can also ask the judge to keep your video off during your speech so that they can just hear your audio a little better Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah next thing
1: next thing is whether or not you should debate with all of your partners
0: if that in person like in person yeah um i know that you guys have been doing all your debates in the center here um when you can if you don't live too far and i've personally Think it's a very different experience debating on your own in your house with your team and in person with your team in like a center or all over at someone else's house.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a very different experience, and I would recommend you do it in person. You're able to use whiteboards together. You're able to make sure that I don't know there are no great technical difficulties and trying to prep or things like that. I think it's also just a lot more interactive than being at home in between rounds you're sitting in your room quietly listening to music like (laughs) yeah
1: yeah um it's also really for me i find it really convenient for like passing notes for example to your partner when you're in person in comparison to like struggling to type out like all of your thoughts in like a little small text box and like sending it to them because sometimes they can't see while they're debating and like just passing physical notes is more convenient so i think it depends on how important you think the competition is i think obviously all competitions are really really important but like if you if it's really time consuming to get to another person's house and this competition you know is like just more of a learning experience then like it might not always be necessary to go to um someone's house but if you like if this is a big really like cool tournament that you're really like you really want to do well in then it might be like worthwhile to try to get to someone's place to debate
0: yeah so it's really up to you um definitely but i think they give very different experiences and you want to be mindful of not just deciding to stay at home because you wanted an extra hour to sleep, you know. Yeah, you can, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of a hypocrite there. I like never travel to see my partners. Same. But that's because my partners are usually like really far.
1: Yeah, and also like the. I think with more experience of going to like a lot of Zoom competitions, you'll gradually get the hang of it, and you'll like know what to do. Usually, the like the Zoom etiquette is the same for most competitions. Oh, yeah. so, it's much easier
0: to feel isolated and freak out and yeah alone. <laughs> exactly
1: um actually this is not on the plan but i also want to talk about like changes in the way you speak and the way you present your speeches uh-huh. like yeah, on yeah, yeah, zoom yeah. in comparison to like physically right it's kind of like um, dress we can group that together no? yeah also let's let's dress attire which is our fourth factor of yeah. this episode um for the way you speak it's really important to remember that like the camera is most likely only like capturing your upper half meaning that like if you usually make hand gestures like below like more towards (laughs) your like the midsection like (laughs) the midsection of your body you might want to like raise your hand gestures a bit up to like maybe like your shoulders or like like just on a higher level so they can actually like see your signposting or like see your hand gestures that's something that i definitely had to get used to um another thing is to i like to speak just slightly slower Mm -hmm. just because sometimes audios might crack a little bit and like they can't you know that thing that
0: happens when like there's lag and all of a sudden it speeds up oh yeah yeah, yeah, exactly (laughs) exactly like it's
1: really important to remember that just because you can hear yourself really clearly in the computer because you have good wi-fi it doesn't mean that other people can hear you too because like other people have their own wi-fi and if their wi-fi breaks down you're gonna lag to them even if you don't see a lag in your computer so just i like to speak a tad bit slower just in case there are like potential lags in the system
0: yeah uh some things from my end is i would say always wear headphones but test them ahead of time one of the worst experiences you can have as a debater and i think as a judge is when someone has the like super crackly Ooh, headphones. Yeah. do you know what i'm talking about the one that sounds like they're in like a weird like recording booth oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's like, like muffled a little bit yeah like yeah. the watery but also like super crackly like that is not a fun experience to listen to and it's really shouldn't impact the way that your speech is received yeah but it makes it much harder to listen to mm-hmm. so being mindful of your own sound system that's one mm-hmm. um standing i would recommend you stand to speak to your computer because when you just sit it becomes very like i think it changes your demeanor a little bit in a mm-hmm. way that's less like formal less, yeah. personal, less like put together i would say um always be sure to have the computer directly in front of you mm-hmm. if you have it like to the side and you're looking at your notes it's very unengaging for the judge to listen mm-hmm. to and um and usually then you look at your notes far too much and don't look up enough yeah. at the judge and the judge is still looking for eye contact if your video's on all of these mm-hmm. things so those would be a couple things um what else? angles like the like especially like mm-hmm. like
1: claire said i also prefer standing up when i debate but if you're going to stand up, make sure that you're elevating the position of your like you're raising your computer <laughs> higher. Cause like I've seen people who like would stand up but they still place their computer on the table and like they He's turn up their
0: nostrils. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> like
1: they turn their camera like sorry, they turn their camera upwards so you can like see directly up their nose. <laughs> and like it's it's not an attractive it's not an attractive yeah. scene. These to are all look things at. that
0: like really shouldn't impact the way your speech is it's, like received, but they will. Yeah, like especially psychologically, because, they, they will. Yeah, especially because style is so different online. Just making your video and your audio nice to receive is such a like an un- underrated way to make your speech better. Yeah, I think when it comes to online tournaments, so do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's also it's like analogous to like your style
1: right technically it shouldn't affect the content of your speech but if you speak with like way more academic language like judges will like not intentionally but they will naturally think that the content of your speech is elevated or like better than before so i think that subliminal messaging exactly so it's so these factors aren't supposed to affect the way your speech is perceived but judges can't help it it's just like a natural thing like it's just a psychological thing that if you can control please try to control it yeah
0: oh we didn't cover dress Um, yeah yeah so i would recommend you dress up it seems really stupid to be sitting in your living room with a full suit on yeah or like at least a suit top on Mm -hmm. but again the way that you're presented and also the way that it impacts you is you take the situation more seriously as opposed to like wearing your pjs Mm -hmm. um i would recommend you dress up that is my two cents there Dress Mm -hmm.
1: up. (laughs) like it's it's like personally when in an online competition where i'm just in my room i don't dress up as much Uh but i do like put on a more nice shirt on like you don't have to go full on like suit full on like formal dress wear a blazer yeah or try to wear a blazer or like wear like a collared sweatshirt that's still comfortable but it still shows that you're inputting something a little
0: step up yeah
1: just a little step up from like pajamas you know but like little secret here if you want to wear sweatpants you can because (laughs) your camera is only seeing your upper half like yeah that's that's fine as long as you think you can still perform the same way.
0: Yeah, I think it's all about the mindset and about the way you present yourself. If you don't care, good on you, I guess. But, <laughs> you know, it's the way you're perceived and it helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lastly,
1: and really important, integrity.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think this is mostly, again, a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. It's very tempting to cheat definitely <laughs> because your computer is right there we were just judging in a tournament I think that some of you might have gone to and there was a big thing in one of the rounds where a lot of the kids were reading off of a Quora page <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't understand the motion and it's very tempting to cheat very tempting to do research very tempting mm-hmm. to do anything beyond the like allowed reading of the dictionary yeah or talking to the cap, but don't do it because a. If you get caught, your speaks are gonna get tanked. Yeah, and you're probably gonna get disqualified. Or it's the judges and the tournament directors are not gonna forget you, or you forget your institution. They're gonna think these are the kids who cheated at my last tournament. These yeah. are the kids who thought they'd get away with it.
1: Yeah, and judges know. Don't like. Yeah, be judges. You're have, not gonna get away with it. Exactly. Judges have been to thousands. Like. Uh, like not thousands (laughs) maybe like hundreds of tournaments and like have judged people they know when you're reading off and they know when you're actually understanding what you're saying it's very obvious like even when i was judging some teams during that Chengdu debate open i knew when like i i could tell when someone was reading off a website versus when they were reading like off of their notes Mm because it's very obvious like just by like the way you present it your eye contact etc like you won't get away with it and it's just it's not going to help you it's not going to help your learning experiences it's not going to help your knowledge and understanding of like maybe potential motions that might come up in other tournaments just stick to the integrity of that competition because at the end of the day if you want to help yourself showing integrity is the best way to do it.
0: That's definitely C for me is, um, like, you don't get anything out of it. Yeah, and yeah. if anything, it's very counterproductive because let's say you're prime minister and you're whip or your reply or whatever. You're, you're, you're a team. You come up with a case. You don't really understand what's going on. It's some like weird business motion, let's say. And you Google like the I don't know, the implications of different taxes, right? You're like, what's a capital gains tax, (laughs) right? So you're like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to read off of this website and it has all my analysis for me. As soon as your ideas get challenged, how are you going to defend it if you don't understand? Exactly. If you don't actually get it, if you didn't come up with the arguments. And like, just what do you get out of it, right? We're not saying this is necessarily a problem that's happening at Dialogy, but we do think that the temptation is always there Mm -hmm. and it is not a gratifying experience to try to struggle through a cheated case yeah it is not a rewarding debate to have gone through not understand the concepts right so what to do instead of cheating is talk to the cap if you don't understand emotion you can honestly try to like get as much as possible out of definitions from the adjudication panel, mm-hmm. you can try to use the dictionary and extrapolate. Some tournaments you can use an almanac. Um, I went to a tournament, I believe this might've been European, where we had an almanac and it was oh, a yeah. motion about Italy and we didn't know anything, but we tried to like get what we could out of statistics. We didn't do great that round, but that was like on us, and, like being yeah. uneducated. But, <laughs> but using the resources to come up with these arguments using your common sense like it might not be something that you know about but it might be similar to something else you know about or it might be under like you can walk through for example what would i do in this situation or something like that there are just so many things that you can do beyond blatantly cheating (laughs) yeah and like for like if there are any
1: listeners out here that aren't from diology this applies to you guys too if you're i know that as if you're like a beginner debater it's really tempting for you to want to search up things online especially because like you don't really have that much experience and you're kind of panicking because you don't know the motion but here's like also something that can make you feel a little bit better it's the fact that like if you don't understand the motion chances are your opponents probably won't know what's going on as well oh yeah like (laughs) so like don't think that like your opponents are, like, these masterminds, right, that, like, know everything. They're probably on the same page as you. So, like, you don't have to feel the pressure of doing perfectly in that specific round. Like, there's a reason why there are eight rounds that define whether or not you break. It's because, like, people have different strengths and different types of motions. And if you don't know this one, don't try to cheat your way through it. Instead, just try and, like what Claire said, ask the CAP for um, definitions or try to think about like the stakeholders of who you might think are most affected and base your case off of those stakeholders. There's so many different ways you can um, try to gain a better understanding without
0: just, like she said, blatantly cheat. Um, There are also things that you can do if you know that you're prone to making, like, rash decisions or whatever. There are things that you can do to keep yourself accountable. Being with your partners in person for sure is one that prevents cheating or, like, at least provides us pressure, like, atmosphere of integrity a little bit. Um, Not keeping open Safari or Firefox tabs. Like, the rules are the same whether or not
1: it is online. And the integrity that you should carry should also still be the same. So don't think that online means... Like Online means something different towards the rules and the policies that you can get away with. It's still the same thing. It's still a tournament that would have been physical even if it is online now.
0: Awesome. So that's pretty much the five areas we had tips for for online tournaments and online debating. If you have any questions, you
1: guys can always reach out to us. Um, And yeah, we hope that you really enjoyed
0: this episode. And And that you get to go to in-person tournaments yeah (laughs) this has been claire this is cherry with dialogy Dialogy deep dive Dive. right bye